Hello and welcome to episode four of Club Eclectica, the podcast where we talk about this and that and everything in between. So far we have talked about Britpop, we have talked about Royal Style, and we've talked about Tintin, and today of course we will be talking about classic toys. And with me today I've got Gary Horwell. Horwell, sorry. Would you would you like to say hello, Gary, introduce yourself, tell us a bit about yourself. Good day to you, sir. Yeah, Gary Horwell. Um, I'm 55, um, and we're talking about vintage toys, which have been in and out of my life for, well, since I was a kid. Yeah, well, I, and I think the funny thing is we know each other via Instagram, and I was following your Instagram account, Danny Boy South London, which you take these amazing pictures of your young son dressed in sort of mod and, and skinhead, suedehead gear around about London. And so we obviously had a a common interest in, in clothes and things like that. But then it turns out that we're also both massive toy geeks um, with, um, well, Action Man in, in particular, which I believe is um, sort of one of your old favourite toys as well from, well, your childhood. Indeed. Indeed, yeah, yeah. And how did, I mean, when did you, when were you first introduced to Action Man? Do you remember your first encounter? Well, it might, I, was, I was working by looking by the dates. The first Action Man came out in this country. Um, they did the painted heady ones that came out in 66 to 69. Um, mm. So I remember coming down in, at Christmas in probably must have been 69. Um, and it was, like this, it was like Saving Private Ryan under the Christmas tree. <laughs> I had uh, French resistance in the Christmas tree. Germans, they did a Soldiers of the World range. So I had the... The British yeah. commando and, and, and British infantry and the German stormtrooper and the French and the uh, Australian bushfighter and it was a big a big series of a Russian and it, it, yeah it was it was there was the, the first ones that they they produced and what it was I turned out later on is why my parents weren't being generous it's just that my old man worked uh, in a department store and he knew the chap who uh, designed the windows for Christmas because in the sixties and seventies, there were these great big displays of toys and everything they did in the range. And yeah. uh, my dad uh, used to have a drink with the uh, window designer and uh, Christmas Eve, uh, I think the scotch came out and uh, a few troops came home with him. <laughs> so what, so about seven of them went AWOL. Uh, that they did, they did indeed. And they never, they never returned to duty. At, at, at no, the no, no. No, oh, that's that's a fantastic story. I mean, because the thing is, let, let's say that was 1969. He came out in 66 in Britain and we in Britain know him as Action Man. But of course, the original was G.I. Joe. It was an, an American toy originally, wasn't it? Designed by Hasbro. Um, and they were I think they were the co- they were the company that um, came up with the term action figure because they couldn't just call it a, a doll for boys, which essentially is what it is. It's a six inch, uh, sorry, 12 inch tall uh poseable doll for boys and you can buy all these little uniforms for him but obviously the marketing marketing department back then thought well we can't we can't call him a a doll for boys so they came up with the word the name action figure which of course sounds much better doesn't it and i think it became a hit in america 1964 and i think in 66 was it palitoy british company bought the rights to produce them over here and named him Action Man for the British market, and it was it was a massive toy, wasn't it? I mean, back then when it first kicked it, off, it was actually the you sort of hear and hear pick up things along the the years of collecting and selling and buying and and whatever. And yeah, they before that the Hasbro were they they were really only famous for one toy, and that was the Mister Potato Head, <laughs> yeah. uh, with a real potato rather than the plastic version Toy Story have done, um, and. Yeah. Yeah, so, so what, I think what, what they sold, they just basically sold a pack of noses and ears and things. And then you had and to a little hat and, potato, and you had to supply your own potato to stick them in, didn't, didn't you? And um, I, I had them as a kid. You'd get them in a little sort of matchbox size, um, cheap plastic. And you do, he says, Mr. Potato Head, or you can use fruit. So you stick <laughs> it in a pear or a plum or whatever you had, you know, whatever. You yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think the original uh, guy from Hasbro was walking along one day and he saw in an, uh, an art shop, like an artist dummy, the little 12 inch dummy, the poseable dummy guy uh, that right. you could use as a mannequin, like for drawing and sculpting like and doing the, wood, the wooden ones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And uh, he thought that's an idea. And he went in and bought some and I think he took them back to the, uh, 
to the factory and, and come up with the idea from, from that. Again, it was laughed at because, hey, who wants to, a, a dole of soldiers? But the range of stuff that they'd done for him and the equipment and the uniforms and the scenarios and the stories, you know, it went, it went on to sell millions. Yeah. yeah and, it's, and it's interesting, isn't it? I think he almost became more popular in Britain than he was in America because from, from what I've heard, um, because the Vietnam War was going on at the time and as the Vietnam War progressed and it wasn't going so well and there was more and more um, hostility towards it uh, at home in America, that the idea of having a, a an action figure that you dressed up in, in, in uniforms in America became less popular. And I think they started moving away from the military themes over there and became, what do they call it, action team? And it was more sort of, you know, adventure-based in, it was like, in, yeah, jungle in the jungle and maybe Arctic and stuff like that. All that sort of, yeah, yeah. Whereas in Britain, they just, we, we sort of doubled down on the military stuff here, didn't we? And they came out with an amazing range of uniforms and accessories and, and vehicles. And um, I mean, I, gosh, I've got, I mean, I've got, still got 30-ish action men from, from when I was, was a kid. 30? So yeah, yeah, somewhere stuck That's away. That's a classroom. That's a classroom full. I know, I know. Um, and you know the, the tanks and things that that they did, which were massive, massive bits of blow molded plastic, and uh, and they did a classic Land Rover, um, the lightweight Land Rover, and all these wonderful things. I remember you probably the same. You remember you got those little catalogues, and I would pour through those pages over and over, look at all the pictures because they'd set all the action men up in like dioramas and scenes, wouldn't they? In these these catalogues I just, yeah they were I just, like a sort of like a little sort of postcard thing with about 10 12 pages and you think yes. wow look at that yeah yeah i want that for christmas want want got yeah yeah no it's um and did you did you also sort of pose them you know in in outside and if the throw the parachute guy out of the window that kind of stuff Had the parachute guy at the parachute uh, um the red devil uh yeah he'd go out the window or you climb up the top of a tall um slide and he came with a, a a big parachute you could open up and you folded it up on his back and then you lobbed it as high as you could avoiding the apple tree or going over in mr mcgregor's garden and this yeah. thing would fly up and then it would hopefully it was open and he would semi glide down hopefully not in any dog's mess or something but yeah yeah he'd come down and survive that's why most of them all got cracked limbs because they were put through the mill yeah yeah did you um, did you have the deep sea diver as well? I mean, I, I remember I one, did. one story we did have. Um, we had the, the old traditional metal dustbins, uh, oh, yeah. and then they brought out these plastic ones. So my old man's got the plastic one, man, and we filled it out with a hose. So we, this big thing, you know, big sign on it, no no hot ashes. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and filled this thing up, this big black thing, and then you got this. They did a diver with uh, a deep sea diver with a big sort of gold. Uh, helmet on the top with all the windows that the guy diver would look out of, and he came with these metal lead sort of um weighted lead boots you put on his shoes, and of course, he'd sink to the bottom of the dustbin. Yeah, think, oh, that's that then. But he came with some hoses and stuff, and like a sort of a whistle thing. And what right. you could do is you could blow in the back of it, and then it would put the air into the into the into your diver, and then he would float up or rise up to the top. Mm. So of course my old man would throw coins in and make some treasure in there, and we'd have some other thing, and where a plastic shark would go in there, an octopus, and any other you know creatures of the deep that would go in the bottom. So that was you know an afternoon of mucking about. I think he had more fun out of it than me. Yeah, but it was fantastic. That's the great thing about those toys. You could just you let your imagination r- run wild and do all these these things with them. You know, all sorts of household daily appliances became you know, places they could have as gun emplacements or, or, or you know, caves or <laughs> whatever, abseiling off the bookcase, all that kind of stuff. It was, um, it was brilliant. And I think you may well have been the same. I liked not just having the uniforms that they came with, but I'd sort of mix and match and I'd sort of make up my own, my own uniforms, you know, give a guy a different gun and a different hat. And, and, and that was sort of part of the fun as well. And I, well, I mean, you still do that, don't you? I mean, really, you, you sort of, you've taken sort of, um, uh, what do we call customizing action action men to, to a new level with your um, your current uh, Facebook and Instagram page? Well, what it was is, I mean, I so I had these ones when I was a kid, and then as you get there, about you're at twenty five, you get them out of the loft. I've got a couple of daughters doing up a derelict house. What do I want these dolls of soldiers? He says, and yeah. I it was no internet. Then I sold them through loot, uh, and the bloke came round and he always oh, going mad, and he bought all these bits up. Mm. A few years later, I get a son, so then I think, oh. And you see two at the car boot. 
Mm. And you think, well, he's a German and a, and a British. I'll have a goodie and a baddie. Yeah. Uh, and then I just got fellow other car boot people I used to see. You'd, you'd meet people who collected different things. One might click walking sticks and pipes, or some people might click Sabutio, or others trains, scale trigger, whatever. And I'd say, I'm looking out for this Hatcher Man stuff, if you see any. And they'd go, oh, yeah, yeah, gal, I've got a big bag for you here. And it'd be mm. this big bag for, give us three quid, and it'd be all for the uniforms. And I'd tip mm. them all out, and I yeah. didn't know what went with what. And then someone said, there's a shop. And so I said, okay, so I went to this shop. And I said, listen, mate, I just want to make one goodie, one baddie. Mm. Um, any, you, know, you need a beret, you need a belt, you need a this, and you need a luger. Okay. So I probably owed him about 20 quid to get these two figures sorted out how I, they should have been for my son. Mm. Um, and I said, well, I don't need these other clothes, which I tipped out. Mm. And he gave me about 90 quid. Wow. Okay. I thought, Blimey. And it cost me three pounds. Mm. There's, there's gold, there's gold yeah. in them, the hills. So yes. everyone's kept collecting this action around stuff. And then from starting off, and my son really wasn't that too bothered. He played with them for a bit, but they weren't. And then you didn't want him to break, you know, a German gun that you couldn't get anymore because. Exactly. But, yeah, yeah. But going on to, so then again, I, I became gamekeeper turned poacher. You end up starting collecting this stuff. But what I, and I've sold them all again, and like you do, and you move house and you get divorced, then you move around. The last year, for a bit of a laugh, I picked up a metal Lambretta like mine. So mm. I thought I had it quite good on the on the old on the old cupboard. So I put it up there, and I thought, well, needs a rider or someone to sit on it. So um, I thought I'd get an old action man. So I wanted an old sixties one, and the first yeah. ones were the painted head. So I, I bought one of them. He was quite funny, and he came with a pair of jeans and it. And I thought, yeah, he's, I'll make him into one of like a scooter boy or something or a mod. So. I did what I bought a footballer jersey and a few bits. I made him look like a mod. And then yeah. one became two scooters, become eight scooters. <laughs> and now I've got a scooter club. But then I started, when you buy these old toys, they they can arrive broken and busted. And they had that fuzzy flock hair. Yeah. Um, a lot of it's worn off and bashed. And a lot mm. of them, when you open them up, they've got dart holes in them and air gun fodder and all sorts of stuff. But there's a guy who redoes the hair. So it was about three or four quid. So he can get big sideburns like skinheads or beards or customise them. So I started getting a bit silly with it. I've and seen that. Amazing. Uh, selling yeah. some as well. And I just set up this little thing for a bit of a laugh called the Action Man Mod Squad, which is on Facebook. Um, and it's just different designs taking the original Pally Toy Toy, but then yeah. putting it in a different scenario completely, like he's in Sibby Street. So he oh, can exactly. be, a, you know... A bowl absolutely... hat, digent or whatever. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And you've got your own Instagram as well with that as well, aren't you? What's it called on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Is the, it, is the Action the, Man Mod again, Squad. The Action Man Mod Squad on, on, on Instagram as well. And actually, on certainly on the Facebook group, there's then other guys who are members of that. They've been posting their pictures of... of and there's, there's a brilliant one I saw of a guy who did an Action Man version of The Jam. So you've got Paul Weller and, uh, and his colleagues there just all... all suited and booted and, and i mean it's amazing what what uh what people <laughs> people, people do, could do. It, because he's a funny old he's a funny old friend the action man because he's a barrel chested brute and yeah. a lot of the obviously you've got the, these modern i mean it sounds like you, you give it a, down a rabbit hole you think what am i doing here but i just yeah. make them up for a bit of a laugh you know um yeah, no, it's, and they're it's, quite it's, funny and it amuses people and it's, there's no harm done and at the end of the day if you don't want them you can sell them on again or whatever it, exactly and it's it's um no, it's it's um it's really good fun, and the um the thing is also um uh, you, you were talking about the, the hair and stuff, and again for for people who don't know, Action Man went through sort of um, an, an evolution, didn't he? The original figures, as you said, they were, were known as the painted heads, where basically the hair was just painted on. Then the, I think it was was it was it the British who invented the flocked hair? Or was did that come from America? Yeah, as well? no, no, it was a it was a, a guy who apparently I think inside the glove box of a car. It had this fine suede like flocking, and he thought, "Well, that's quite good. It's a bit like, sort of like you know, little particles of hair." So he wanted to see if we could get the painted head, normal Watcher Man figure like head, if they could flock it. So they, you know, they put some glue on it, put it in this flocking machine, and it fires millions of these little fibers that stick on his hair and give him a sort of mini, sort of suede uh, afro yeah. little short hair. Yeah, um, yeah. and they done it and. But the guy, they all liked it. Said, "Yeah, that's a, an evolution. We ch- keep changing the figure." Mm. But he was a bit unsure if it was going to stay on. So one of the guys said, "He got. He, he had a little mini." He said he unscrewed the um, the gear knob on the mini, 
and he shoved on this action man's head with this new flocked ear and he drove it around for three or four weeks and if it didn't come off he weren't going to come off so well, that's, that's how it was road tested literally in somebody's car literally road tested oh, that's road fantastic. tested poor old i just imagine poor old action man's head impaled on a, on a gear stick in a mini but driven yeah, around, yeah. It certainly worked. And then the court, they brought in these other innovations. It was the gripping hands, because the original action men had these sort of stiff plastic hands, and then the gripping hands could actually hold a pistol, hold a hand grenade, and and that was that was really, really useful. Although all my original gripping hand action men have lost most of their fingers because the rubber goes brittle up. The rubber just gets that rubber rot and they yeah, they fall off but, like yeah. Um, and then, of course, the eagle eyes. Again, that was a British invention, I think, maybe, that they brought in for Action Man rather than, than G.I. Joe, where where there's a little knob in the back of Action Man's head, and you move it from a side lever, to side. You and move it, it, yeah. And his eyes, his eyes move from left to right. Uh, the eagle eyes, and you know, just I mean, my, like, them, my... like them old paintings you see in Scooby Doo, when there'd be a, some <laughs> baddie, and he'd be looking through the painting left to right, left to right. Exactly. Yeah, my my first Action Man, which would have been I think Christmas '76 or thereabouts, and he was he was an uh, the helicopter pilot with gripping hands and flocked hair and eagle eyes and i think they were some of the first eagle eye ones that, that came out around around then but yeah happy happy memories it's um and as we were sort of alluding to earlier it's become a massive well not massive but there's collectors out there our age who just go mad for these things and the prices that some of these these figures go bonkers. for are, are bonkers. It's bonkers. because i mean say when I, I got this this Lambretta, I, I bought one or two uh, figures to go with it. And then I was thinking, what could I do to make them look civilian? So I was making a sort of mod one up, and they did a sort of a, a parker. So someone said, a parker, up three quid. You go, okay, I'll buy that, three quid. A couple of bits, pair of jeans, three quid, a few bits and pieces. Just make a few up for a bit of a gimmick for a laugh. And Mrs. Mm. thinks I've lost the plot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I said, well, it keeps you at the betting shop. Um, but some of them... You, I mean, it's usually the ones that would easily get broken. So you've got these mm. ceremonial ones they did. So you've got like the uh, the lifeguards with the breastplate and the blues and royals and all the the real fine. And it actually became a thing. They made a a, um, a, a grenadier guard, but then other regiments wanted theirs done. And I think they were going up and actually getting samples of their kit and, and taking them back to the factory and then moulding them and sculpting them. Right, yeah. Because I heard one story, they went to Stirling Castle uh, and they came to do the uh, Southern Highlander and the Argyle Highlander. Mm. Uh, and they came back with all the kit and everything. Uh, one of the guys came in the office the next day dressed as one in his kilt and full, full sporran and all that lot. But they just sculpted it all down to mini size. But, I mean, that can be, that figure, on the, I've seen it on the car, just a uniform. It's like mm. 1,200 quid. For, for something that was like, Two or three, four pound fiver. Wasn't yeah. even a fiver. I'd be lying if you said it was a fiver. No, no, no. It's 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 incredible. But there's there's a lot of these toys and things from from our our youth people now our age is sort of thinking about. Oh, I had this. I had that. And, and they go out there and, and they're willing to spend hundreds, if not thousands, on on sort of recreating their their, their sort of childhood. You know, collections or, or even getting those things that they never could get for Christmas back in the day you know the holy grails and things like that it's um yeah it's a real i think it's i record. think it's the same with like every sort of everything you'd go back and you think well i'd like to have had all them records that i didn't have or mine got lost yeah. in a divorce or a, a party or they you know you moved to flat or something happened so mm. you end up rebuying all them things or you may have i mean i as a kid like the the tintin books the asterisk books uh lucky luke and i had a few of them but when obviously my son, older son came along I'd buy all them up and we've we've got them all because I was sort of half living what I liked but never had the lot. Yeah. And they quite liked them, so we got them all on. And like now my I've got a younger son who's only eleven, uh the young Danny boy, um, and he likes them. So it's sort of, you know, it's a sort of old fashioned harmless fun, really. But yeah, you yeah. do think you collect the things you had and more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's um but yeah, I, I I think it's a nice it's a nice harmless hobby to have, and uh, and it, it's good fun, and it keeps the uh, creative juices flowing. Um, so I mean that that's Action Man, and I know you and I we could probably keep going on about Action Man all evening. But I mean, I thought we could also talk about some uh, some other toys. So one of my favourite ones uh, growing up in in the seventies and early eighties in Denmark was was Lego, which of course is from Denmark. Uh, 
originally um and i was a huge fan particularly of their space lego range which came out in the, in the late 70s um and early 80s um I don't, I don't know if you you came across that it's sort of like the blue blue and gray spaceships and little white and red uh, and yellow astronaut figures was that well, um, funny enough my dad worked in this department store and he knew this bloke <laughs> he knew this bloke who worked in the window display and they used to quite like having a drink well, yeah, yeah. I've, 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 we, yeah, I've got a lot, we had Lego, we had Lego and some, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, again, I mean, that's, that's one of those amazing toys that um, probably doesn't need much uh, introduction for anyone, but again, hours and hours of, of, of fun building but these, it, building these things. But it came with like, a, with what our ones, the early Legos, so it would have been late 60s Lego, it would have been, you just got like a, a catalogue and it would say you can make all these things out of this, so it'd be, Basic, you know, police station, fire engine, um, uh, hospital, uh, you you know, various other bits. And then obviously you've got wheels and things you can make, you know, but it was really firing a child's imagination. But the one thing I found out years later, because I was thinking mainly it was the bricks were when I was a kid, uh, you know, the basic colours. They were red, yellow, um, white, um, some grey and black, the clear ones for windows and stuff. But you never had any green and you never had any... um, Others, you know, dark green, light green, you'd light blue lock. And apparently, I think it was to do with the the guy. He didn't want to make any war toys out of it. He yes. didn't want any camouflage stuff. No, you know? no. I think I think that's one of the um one of the sort of um one of their principles is they didn't want to ever make uh yeah, tanks or or military planes and things like that, which they've stuck to, although they have done very well with their Star Wars ranges, which of course are full of <laughs> they are science fiction. But they are essentially, you know, lots of, you know, um, space fighters and, and Death Stars and Star Destroyers and l- lightsabers and, and, and laser blasters and all that kind of thing. So I guess it's they don't want to do, you know, current day military stuff, but it's all right to do to do future stuff. But funny enough, there are lots of companies out there who now do make military things in, in the style of Lego. There's, there's a Polish right. company that does uh, an amazing range of, of, of tanks, basically using um, the same design as Lego bricks. And they, they have a great, a great everything from Tiger tanks to Sherman tanks. And, and there's specialist companies who you can get little minifigures, but, you know, printed as anything you want from, yeah, uh, you know, World War II soldiers or Napoleonic soldiers, and you can buy all little guns and, and things. <laughs> Again, that's an example of a toy, which of course was designed and meant for children. That now has got this huge um, adult following. I think they call them affoles, adult fans of Lego, who will okay, will spend thousands and thousands and buy millions of bricks and build huge, huge things out of them. Well, it's like, I mean, I live in South London, so it's just a bus ride to get up to town. And I got there with Dan, my boy, and when he was younger, five or six, we go to the Lego store. And some Lego, and it's really still affordable. I mean, a lot of it's very expensive. But for like six quid or something, you you could have, you go in there, and they've got a massive big jar of heads. They have one of hats, one of different hairstyles, different mm. bodies, uh, ones of little guns or, or bits and pieces. And you can make three different figures up for about six quid, so a couple of quid a go. So we yeah. make all these weird and wacky ones up. But you go in there, and they would have like an Aston Martin, James Bond. And you think, well, mm. and it'd be like, I don't know, 200 quid. Yeah, but the yeah. Millennium Falcon they had from Star Wars was mm. a great big thing. I mean, the Japanese are loving it. Everyone's there's, there's loads of let's say older geeky sort of kids, but it, it's something like it, it takes you about two weeks to put it together. And when you put it together, what are you going to do with it? It's going to be the size of your dinner, your dining table, and then you've yeah. got to dust the thing for Craigie's sake, you know? Yeah, and to be honest, the fun, real fun thing about Lego is actually building it. You know, because once it's built. They're not always the sturdiest of yeah. things. Stop playing with them, you know, bits start falling off. <laughs> but it's dusty, it is, and yeah, yeah, go. Well, there we go. I mean, I think kids still play with Lego, and I, I still think they sell a huge amount of, of Lego uh, to kids or to the parents who give it to their kids. But certainly, the grown-up collectors fan market is is massive for them. Because yeah, I mean, you, you're not going to buy a eight hundred pound Millennium Falcon for for a little five year old. It, it's going to be some some bloke who you know 
um, <laughs> like me, probably. Not that I, I bought it, but yeah, who will sit there and then display it proudly somewhere and get told off by the wife that she's got to dust it and what's that doing there? And the cat knocks it off the table and then, yeah. <laughs> you have to build it in the loft. You have to build it in the loft and you never be able to fly it out. No, no, exactly. You've got to dismantle it to, to get it out of the loft. It's um... like the Colditz glider they made in Colditz to escape. Yes. <laughs> but the great thing about the great thing about Lego is it it's, you know, it's one of those toys that that lasts. I mean, I'm sure there's several families that have generations of Lego in their in their boxes at home, you know, like Lego knocking about from the 60s, you know, still compatible with the stuff, modern Lego that there is now. Um, well, it's such a good quality of plastic isn't it it's you know it's yeah. never faded or anything like that i, I no. don't know any that's faded as i say um we, my well, i've got a sister who's blind and mentally retarded but she used to love playing even though she's blind building mm. up stuff and she could make the, and it was the big the duplo one the bigger one um and again my kids played with it it's, it's gone on to somebody else but yeah it, it's good good stuff another well another well um well-made so I'm thinking a good plastic there was the uh, Playmobil. Uh, yes. Yeah, the range they used for children then. They did my, again, my older son, he had, the, we had the Knights, we had the Confederates and the Yankees. We had the mm. Wild West, TPs, Pirates. They're bigger than Lego. Again, not, you, you could, you could have a game with them without them all falling apart. But again, yeah. it was a really good product for kids and really well made. Expensive, but it would, like you say, uh, actually, lasts, I, you could pass it on. I'm always surprised at how, how affordable Playmobil is um you know you get quite big sets or quite big vehicles and things for for a lot less than than Lego I think um so Playmobil again for those who don't know is a German company that has been going since certainly building their toy range of Playmobil since sometime in the early 70s I want to say about 1974 when they came out with these figures which are how tall are they about three three yeah. inches so three inches high yeah. Um, move their arms and legs, their stiff, heads, sort of archety- uh, stiff, stiff little sort of yeah, uh, sort of, uh, basic figures. Yeah, uh, and and they would do these various ranges with, as you said, knights and cowboys, and they did like a, a modern city range with you know police cars and and fire engines. And Not I had a nurses and all I, that hospitals. Yeah, yeah. I, I, my favourite, I had two favourite ranges when I when I was a kid. It was the pirates. I loved the pirates, and I had a I had the plastic pirate ship and and a the range of pirates and then there was sort of like the the british redcoats who were who they'd fight against i had hours of fun playing with that ship in the bath and just on the on the on the carpet and setting up little battles and things and then they had a safari range which came with um like a big off-road truck with a with a trailer which had a cage for an, uh, a rhinoceros or other wild animals and it, it came a little green jeep with a trailer and uh and um that's probably why why i've always sort of hankered after a after a land rover which i, I find it got right around to getting an actual one but yeah just again hours of fun of, of playing these well, toys I think all these these type of toys they were they were bringing out kids i mean kids make up the voices this one is attacking that one and this one's doing this one like you yeah. do with if you had uh, uh, the other thing we were into i think it's i mean i was born uh 22 years after world war Two, so it was mm. Thinking about it today, it's only we're, we're in uh, 2023. It's, it's less time than the millennium. Yes, um, that's crazy. So that's why I think all these toys and things were marketed. Um, you know, we, I mean, every Saturday you'd have all the war films on. Um, mm. You know, you would have a Where Eagles Dare and uh, a Bridge Too Far and uh, The Eagle Has Landed and, and those type of films. And then you'd have action man which was you play with them and we get them at christmas christmas and birthdays really you've yeah. got them sort of staple a bit of scale electrics or something sabuio mm. um but then you, you, you these airfix soldiers so you had the big yes. taller ones and then the little mini mini ones mm. and again i think it was all just geared up for war i mean board games escape from cold it's a big game that would take all the summer holiday to play and no yeah. one would win <laughs> yeah. um it just went on and on and on you turn yeah. on the TV on a Sunday night, we'd have Escape from Cold, it's the programme. And then we'd have Danger, yeah. UXB, Unexploded Bomb. And it was, mm. I think we just all geared in case it all kicked off in, kicked off again. We were all like, yeah, yeah, we all know about war. We've been, you know, it's been indoctrinated into us. Yeah, well, but actually, funny enough, funny, you, you, I'd never really thought about that before, but I think that was quite a British thing. And then probably also in America at, at the time, um, certainly before the Vietnam War, um, more so. But... In Britain, yeah, obviously the Second World War loomed large, and 
we mentioned Action Man, which essentially is a British toy, the Airfix, British company. Whereas in Denmark and, and Germany, we just talked about Denmark, Lego didn't want to make war toys. And no. growing up in Denmark, they didn't, I don't think, they certainly didn't show war films as, as, as often as, as they do in Britain. You know, I don't think it was a tradition to show, um, you know, the great escape of Christmas or anything like that. And again, the German company, Playmobil, didn't do military toys other than uh, historic the, the, American Civil, the American Civil War kind of and historical knights and, and pirates things. They certainly didn't or do... spacemen and monsters and things, yeah. Yeah, but they didn't do modern, modern military stuff. Um, but yeah, no, certainly in Britain... It was a big thing, the whole army thing, and that's what you you you, you know. If if you weren't playing with the action man or the little airfix soldiers and setting up building battles, you'd be outside running around with a plastic a plastic gun, pretending you were a commando or whatever. Even if shoes, you, even shoes, school shoes. If you were posh, yeah. I managed to get a pair of Clark's commandos. Right. So they were obviously made by Clark's. They had a big. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was this one. They did a one another range called Wayfinders, which had a right. compass in the heel. How cool is uh, that? Compass. A compass, yeah. Did and and, and another ones that you could have with, like, they'd have uh, moulded in the sole would be, so you could go, like, sort of bit of spy, bit espionage. You could you could wear these shoes, and they'd leave, like, fox prints in the in the mud, like, because it had a fake dummy print on them or right. a badger or something. So it looked like, you know, it was all this weird, yeah. Yeah. you know, we're in the Cubs. It's all a bit sort of, you know, or you know, orienteering. It was, I don't know, it was all sort of survival and, you know, yeah. thrown in with... The cold war's around the corner. We might all get blown up, and you know all that sort of yeah. stuff. I don't know what this survival come war. You know, we're all, we're all a bit woke now, as as they say. <laughs> well, those those seem to be the big two big themes that there were with a lot of toys for boys. Certainly, it was either the military, or it was like spy stuff, wasn't it? Because obviously James Bond was was big yeah. at the time, and Man from Uncle, and all those things. So there's all sorts of yeah either... briefcases that would sniper rifles you could build out of something, and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because going back, going back, there was another popular, like a board game, it's just come to my mind. It was a big board game. It was massive. It was like, it, it was a, a size of a big coffee table. It was called Crossfire. Mm. Right. So it's a big bit of hardboard, uh, you know, four, fo- four foot long. And you put it on the table and at each end, it would have a plastic gun, which you filled with ball bearings. Okay. So you probably got 20 or 30 either, each end. And in the middle of it, you'd put a little puck, like a sort of ice hockey puck, and add a goal at each end, and you could rapid fire, give yourself the ter- most terrible blisters all over Christmas, shooting <laughs> this ball down towards the opponent's goal, and be, he's trying to reload. And then if you got it through the gut, you, you, you won a, a, a goal or a point. But we come up with a better idea. So what we did was we got the little miniature airfix soldiers, and we had like mm. the Battle of the Somme. So you take your 10 minutes to stand them all up, British down on one end, Germans down the other end, reload your your uh, crossfire gun and shoot havoc with uh, these, you know, last man standing one. Yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't sound particularly safe shooting ball bearings at, at uh, downrange at, at someone sitting at the other side oh. of the table. <laughs> I've still I mean, got one. I've still got yeah. one. You can come around the gate. <laughs> well, you, the... you get a bad fit with your trigger finger. <laughs> Speaking of the uh, the song, you were telling me quite a, a fun story earlier about a, a birthday cake you once had at, at a friend's house. Do you right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where we're going with this one. So yeah. I went round my mate Tom O'Reilly's um, house, and his mum had made this. You know, as they did in them days, didn't have cakes bought. Sainsbury's didn't make them. You, you, your mum made the family recipe cakes. She made this big, mm. stodgy chocolate cake, and on the top, she's heavily iced it with this rough chocolate, you know, uh, chocolate icing topping on it. And what she did was she'd gone down the road and she'd gone to Pram Toys probably in Norbury, bought two two boxes of uh, Airfix miniature little soldiers from World War One. They did a uh, the Germans with a little spike on their helmets, yeah. barbed wire and stretcher men and everything else. And and again the British and some you know some on horses and and some injured and everything else. And she set up this massive battle scene on this cake. Again, today, that would be, seems like you've got to choke on it. It's not often safety. Built this big gold cake. And then what she did was she cut it up into slices. And whatever slice you got, you could keep the soldiers that were on it. So yeah. I'm, I'm working out, I want the officer. And that stretcher <laughs> bearer one. They're really good. So, yeah, you got your, you can have your cake and eat it. But don't yeah. choke. 
but that, that, that's brilliant. I mean, that sounds like the best birthday cake ever. I mean, I, I've absolutely been all over that. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Before, before then, if it was your birthday, you'd have the, the sideboard uh, uh, and... Uh, Mum would make a cake and she'd open the sideboard and that would come the footballers. And you'd have the red footballers down one end and the blue mm. footballers down the other end and a couple of makeshift little plastic goals. And that was my birthday cake most years. My sister, yeah. she had the ballerinas. They'd come out. You'd have the ballerinas all dancing all over your cake. But yeah, yeah afterwards, put back in the drawer. Back in the yeah. drawer for next year. Indeed. Yeah. Do you still get them on your birthday cake now, the little footballers, or have you grown out of that now? No, nah, my mum my, my, my is very adventurous. She makes some good cakes as it goes. Okay. We always have a silly theme. You might have scooters on it or some Northern oh. Soul thing or a reggae cake. Yeah, she's, 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 she's very inventive. No, well, that's good. you've got to keep the cake flag flying high or, or something like that. I don't that's know. That's it. But, Made with love. Made with that's love. That's brilliant. But, um, again, that's just an example of just, you know, how, how creative one can be with, with those things and, and those toys. I mean, those little figures, we're talking about little airfix figures, which... I mean, the small ones again. Are they ooh, an inch tall? No, less than that. I mean, they're, they're about, tiny. They now they were like yeah, half an inch. They're one one seventy second scale. Is that it? One seventy six. I've never. It's one of those. I'll go, with, I'll go with you on that one. One seventy something scale. I mean, tiny little things. But yeah, I mean, I have had, still have hundreds and hundreds of yeah, everything from German paratroopers to you know Australian World War Two soldiers and all of that and. Just you could spend hours setting them all up, and, and we you're probably the same as me. You're just setting them up, and then someone would jog the table or whatever, and half of them would fall over. You've got to start all over again setting up these these little figures. But yeah, I know it was uh, hours of fun. Little but they did they did like a castle for them. I remember setting fire to the castle and then putting it out with a hose, so it looked like <laughs> it had been burnt off, attacked. Um, yeah. But we was always making things to stick them on and all that when you were when yeah. you were little because it was the summer holidays. You had to amuse yourself. You just go in the mm. garden. We'd have a big. We'd get a bigger uh, um, uh, flower bed trough thing. We'd we'd plant all matches in them, like them red safety matches, and did, yeah. you know magnifying glass would burn them. And once one went, they'd all yeah. domino rally around, and there'd be people on fire, and you know, yeah. yeah I mean, fun. you know, the, the smell of burning plastic just reminds me of my childhood because we always seemed to be setting fire to some sort of like an old airfix plane or something. I'd stuff it full of matches and, and set fire to it, and. and uh, <laughs> but another thing that was quite quite big when we was at school is I don't know when you it was seven or eight, people were bringing the artwork, the boxes. I don't know, it was a bit of a swap, a swapsy thing. We were kids, okay. yeah. They 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 the, they'd cut out the box of this I don't know a, a Zeppelin or a Spitfire or a German U boat or you know Africa Corps, and I think it's a bit of a thing. People would trade them. I you know weird really yeah. but yeah we, we the artwork was very good with the airfix air very yeah yeah very very good and they, i mean just be beautiful paintings uh, um and uh but it's, again it's 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 simpler time isn't it and that's the sort of things you, you you could look at and swap and you could spend hours looking at a picture on a box or at an action man catalog that we talked about earlier or the playmobile catalogs and the lego catalogs that came out every year i still have loads of them i I'd pour over these pictures but of course now with the internet You've got a gazillion things available to look at at all times, any times. I yeah. mean, right now, I could probably get my phone up and very easily Google uh, one of those Action Man catalogs, and I could look through every single page of every catalog that I've ever, ever ever been, and I could buy them all, and, and which is great because it's a great tool to have the internet. But but in a way, it was quite nice not to have that constant availability of everything all the time because it meant that you probably did you know go into more depth with certain things you know the toys that you had is what you played with and, and the books that you had you, you'd sort of read and read over and over again like you know Tintin books uh you, you mentioned earlier I mean I'm a big Tintin fan and you know would pour over those pictures for you know for ages um but maybe that's not quite not quite well, isn't, the same. This, isn't this I mean I mean I remember like every week you'd have I don't can't remember how much you'd get you maybe got 50p and for that you could go up to your local shop and you get a set amount of you'd probably buy, buy a couple of comics they'd be like 5p 7p whatever 9p each and then mm. you'd buy some sweets for that for that evening and they'd measure them out the old jar or a quarter of this yeah. half a quarter of that and i remember going and then there was a toy shop in crown point come sold sweets as well and you go in there and the woman i was looking in the cabinet because you'd look at all the tempo nights and the and the britain soldiers and all different things lawrence of arabia type ones they had everything in there um and the woman went we've got a new catalog out and i went really it was like something yeah. like yeah, I've got some magazines here. And I went, <laughs> yeah. like, don't tell the other kids, right? And it was yeah. something like, 
it was like 3p at a price on this one it was 3p or something like that and she gave it to me and i thought i ain't telling no one i'm just confessing now that that woman who's probably long dead gave me that catalog but you would you look through it and just yeah you know it was a simpler times i don't think children today play with toys as much as they did they have these you know the early learning center and they have very basic toys to encourage play but as i say that going back to the action man thing it was something you got when i was say three and i probably got it up till i was about i don't know about eight or nine and then you, you were into something else you got into music and you were into other things so yeah. you didn't want them and that's when that's what makes me laugh when you buy these old action men I, I sometimes i get some that they're pristine and other ones they've got dart holes in them and they've got a bullet yeah. uh, air gun hole in them and you think this was yeah. the, i want this for christmas i want this for christmas i want this for christmas three years later die 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 yeah They'd shoot the granny out of him. Yeah, and they got their faces all scribbled over with pen and, yeah. and whatnot. Now, I, I looked, I always looked after mine really well. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll admit I, I gave them all names as well. So they're all my first yeah. action. Well, you're Peter. 30, but I'm reading the register. Johnson here, Chumley yeah, Warner here. Yeah, honestly. And, but it got to the point where I was, you know, I was sort of beginning to write, but I was forgetting what they're called. So I'd, I made, again, I haven't told many people this. this is, <laughs> I wrote them stickers and stuck them on their backs with their names so I can remember oh that's James that's Bob that's whatever uh, Henry. yeah exactly so there <laughs> oh yeah Bright's Pike um, but um, one, of, one of the one yeah. of the things that, that they, they did as a marketing tool which was quite good is when when you bought one or you bought any uh, uniforms on the boxes they would have mm. a series of stars I think it was from one yeah. till about ten for a big vehicle mm. And the idea of this was a bit like your, it was your first nectar or your 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 points. You you cut out these three stars, yeah, uh, and in, and 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 inside would be a like a little thing, uh, a brochure. And if you got like ten, you could get a dog, send off for a like a a, a bull mastiff dog. Or if you had fifteen, you could probably get a Canadian Canadian Mountie outfit or yes. a Century Box. There's different things you could little rewards. Anyway, yeah. I managed to get to twenty one. And I sent off, and they would send you a free naked action man. So he'd come because, of course, yeah. then you got to buy another uniform to get more stars mm. to ke- to keep it going. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and come, can... I remember I was, going, I was going to junior school, and the postman come up in the morning, yeah, hey, and give me this box. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. And it was the first one I had with that flopped hair because mm. before it all been the painted head ones. Well, yeah. so you got seven, you don't need anything, but all you got now, you know. And then, and that was good. Anyway, the surprise was a week later. They made a mistake and they got an, sent me another one. So then I had a dark haired one with Flocky. So I had the two. Fantastic. So yeah, I mean, it's a big, big thing when you're only seven or eight. Oh well, yeah, yeah. And they came, they came in plain brown boxes, as far as I remember. And if, I the crazy thing is, if you've got them plain brown boxes, they're worth money. Everything's worth money. No, no, it's 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 crazy. It's um, it's I I had a few of those. Yeah, where I sent off the stars. I had the mounted uniform, but generally I tried to save up for 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 a figure. Um, uh, speaking of brown cardboard boxes, I saw on one of the Facebook Action Man groups the other day, there's someone selling an empty cardboard box. You probably saw, I think you commented on it the other day, a big empty cardboard box that used to have Action Man uniforms in. I think it's like... Yeah, a used to have. It's a cardboard that box. Used to, have, used to have, you know, obviously from a toy shop, used to have 10 Battle of Britain uniforms in, but it's literally just the big empty cardboard, brown cardboard box that has a little sticker on i think that says battle of Action britain man, battle of britain pilot uniforms and I, think not asking, I think he's asking 75 pounds for it 75 quid. i looked at these other things he was selling luckily in case you were really running for it he's got yeah. two of them two <laughs> of them and it's 450 postage if someone gave me 75 quid for an empty box i'd drive it around there or send it in an uber to them now even if they live in aberdeenshire I know. bonkers <laughs> <laughs> but there will, but you know, there, there's there's a market potentially. Well, I mean, they will it's come very very niche, but you never know. He's he's probably thinking, well, you know, someone, the right person. Well, like, someone's printing a- labels saying Action Man contains Action Man Battle of Britain pilots and sticking them in any old box. I'll tell you what, this now, time next year, Rodney, there'll be a millionaires. The, right, keep Gary, keep that under your hat. We'll talk about this afterwards. I think we're on to something here. That's a uh, that's quite a good idea. Contains nineteen seventies air. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Just 1970s toy shop back room air. Yeah. But that's the other thing we were saying about, about kids maybe these days playing less with toys. It's A, 
I think because there is these distractions or, or there is iPads and, and gaming consoles and everything else, which, I mean, can be great. You can use your imagination doing Minecraft or whatever, but it's in a way it's easier for a child just to sit with a device than having to get all your toys out, set them up, think of, you know, use your imagination to do something. And then at the end of it, get told you've got to pack it all away again. You know, you don't have to do that if you're just sitting with an iPad. You know, there's <laughs> there's, there's less effort involved. And also, there aren't toy shops anymore. I mean, you, you were talking about your little local toy shops that, that, you know, you had every town would have one or two little toy shops yeah. where you knew, the, you knew the people working there. It was normally an elderly couple. Um, and you could go in and every week there might be something that you could buy with your pocket money, like a little uniform or, or like the little uh, Scottish... Um, Highlander outfit for Action Man that's now going for thousands of pounds, you know. Um, 150 those, quid, yeah. Those those places don't exist anymore, do they? All those little um those little independent toy shops. That, well you had you had the you I mean you had the big ones that came over from the States, you had the you know the Toys R Us type things. And mm. um, we had the flagship one in London, Hamleys, which had every, you go in there and it would be a yeah. whole floor near enough would be one half boys would be Action Man, the other half might be Barbies and Cindy's for the girls. Yeah. And another, you know, scale electric, oh, it's mad, you know, brilliant when, as I say, before the pilfering of uh, shop window displays by people who knew the people in the, in the, yeah. uh, in, in, in the, in the, uh, in the display team. Um, oh, right. they were big thing. People would go uptown to go and see like the, you know, the, the, the toy shop windows because they were full. It was a, it, one you're selling a product, there's a fantasy, and you know, all right, you didn't have, you only had one night, not the castle and 30 of them, but it was still fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. Um, but I guess a, a lot of what's killed toy shops is is the, the big supermarkets because lots of big supermarkets now sell sell toys, and the internet. Um, so yeah, those little independent. I mean, even Toys R Us have, have, have gone now, haven't they? They they went a fair few years ago. They don't exist anymore. Um, so Hamleys is still there, but that's become a, and always has been a, a massive tourist destination. I think so. That's probably what's what's keeping them going. They actually, they actually had a small branch in a town up the road from me, Croydon. They had a, a, a Hamleys there when, a, a, as a kid. Yeah, yeah it was. It, it wasn't. It was a, a couple of story high, like a small toy shop. But it was all the. You got the Hamleys bags, Hamley logo. Mm. I remember going in there and buying um, another thing that was popular when I was when I was younger. Is on the BBC they would show on a Saturday night uh, a horror double bill, and it mm. would usually be from the the thirties and forties, the old black and white. Uh, original sort of Frankenstein and the mummy and yeah. Dr. Jekyll and, and all that sort of thing. And they, again, with the, like the airfix kits, they would make horror models. And I had, mm. they were made by a company called Aurora. And uh, I had quite a few of those. Uh, and I, my parents would have their friends that come around, maybe downstairs. And can I start and watch the double bill? And you'd be seven, eight, nine again. And you, yeah, 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 get in our room because they had a TV. And watch it in black and white. And freak yourself out watching all these the curse of this and the curse of that and yeah. I'll curse you if you don't go to bed and, and I'd, I'd have all these then I'd go in my bedroom and lie there thinking about these monsters coming to get you <laughs> and then you'd have all these glow in the dark monsters of the oh my days they're everywhere yeah I've just they're, 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 they're big money now these 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 horror hits uh, you know people want to rebuy them and rebuild them but yeah. Yeah, well, as we said earlier, it's all it's all us older geeks now. We we want to have all these toys from our from our our childhood, and of course, what what there also is now is the I mean the out and out collectibles, which are designed and made and sold to grown ups. You know, like they do action figures now, don't they? From everything from superheroes to to military figures. Again, quite often in that sort of one six scale, which is the action man scale. The you know. 12 inches tall and, and the oh, detail, 300 quid 300 quid it'd be lovely 300 quid but, but I said to my missus so so I've, I've reset up and I'm, I'm buying and selling toys at the moment uh, mm. it's a bit of a hobby and, and a bit of thing but sometimes you do wonder who's buying these things at this you yeah. know where do they go you know and there seem to be people who buy sort of every one that comes out in a, in a range of, of things and um yeah, I mean, they can cost hundreds and hundreds. And it's, but to be fair, I mean, that there's incredible detail there that's only getting better, you know, like real leather belts and real leather boots and, you know, real tiny little zips and, you know, little, little pistols that, that you can, you know, pull the slide back and it's got a separate magazine and bullets. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah it's not just a little molded plastic 
shooter, I, is it? Yeah. I, I've got a few of those, and it's so fiddly trying to just close a belt buckle or whatever. You need tweezers, you know. It's uh, it's um, but again, that's that's become a big industry because I mean, if we look back to when we were kids in the, in the seventies, sixties, and seventies, there was nothing like that for grown-ups to buy was there i guess there was a few men guys who were into maybe model railways or tin soldiers that kind of stuff or maybe like something like remote control planes and stuff like that, yeah, gliders and yeah. stuff. I think. but there wasn't this massive industry of producing i also think things. as well you didn't have the franchises so what i'm, what I'm no. saying is so you had this sort of action man thing uh come out in the 60s and it was every year it was the, the boy's toy for you buy your, your boy whether it evolved for the the fuzzy hair, the gripping hands, eagle eyes. Right. It, it was toy of the year, and then it was toy of the decade because it was it was the, the staple thing. Again, yeah. scale electrics, the racing cars, slot cars, massive. Dads would probably do it. Uncles would buy bits and pieces. It was mm-hmm. the same thing. Hornby with the trains. Again, people would buy these these things, but the, it was. I think more with Star Wars came along, and they always say Star Wars that was the downfall of this action man because. Mm. You can make these 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 three and three quarter inch figures, yeah. or a lot less plastic, and you can make millions of them for the same amount as say one action man or a bigger figure or whatever. And yeah. then, course, but then they're franchising it, and it's, again, it wasn't something I was into. But a lot of people who collected things like this, this He Man and the Masters Universe, and he came with his yeah. own castle, and he came with it, and then there'd be somebody else. You couldn't put him in that castle. Then there came the turtles, and it was yeah. all these more franchised. Yes, yeah. Sort of, or TV-related spin-off things that went together. Yeah. So then, yeah, you know, you don't want actually. That was last year. You you mm. want what the kids would get, whatever the popular thing. Again, like kids today, maybe they would have had like Fireman Sam twenty years ago and Postman Pat, and now it's Paw Patrol, and yeah. you wouldn't be they wouldn't even know who that was anymore. Postman Pat, no, you know. No. But I, th- I think Star Wars that was the first big um, franchise merchandising thing that really took off and i think the story is that george lucas when he was doing his deal with the uh, 20th century fox um i think they said well you know we can pay you x amount and, and he said well no i want to i'll take less money if i get to keep on to the merchandising rights or, or something like that percentage of, it, yeah. of that and and um they were just like, oh that's a that's a ridiculous idea because the, the, the studio thought they were like yeah fine because no one had ever really successfully massively merchandised anything before you know to do with a, a film i don't think and of course as we all know star wars merchandising is went through the roof from everything from lunch boxes and of course in particular the, the star wars figures that we talked about the three and three quarter inch which again massive collector's market for that now um and actually there is a action man collection because i think pally toy who made the action man in britain they got the license from producing uh, Star Wars figures in Britain, I think, um, for right. a while. But it was the beginning of the end for, for Action Man, wasn't it? Because I think the last sort of 12-inch Action Man from the original range came out in, what's it, 1984-ish, something like that? And I, I, I believe so, but by then, yeah. I, by then I was, I was, I was uh, saving me pocket money washing cars or the car washing uh, uh, round with me mate Derek Fennick, and then I was uh, working in a greengrocer's, and I was yeah. trying to buy me first scooter which cost me 150 quid it took me a year and yeah. i got 150 quid together or thereabouts to get this scooter yeah um, well, and now you've come full circle because you bought yourself a well an action man size scooter as well as your actual scooter and which got, got you back into the whole action man game in, in in many ways didn't it it's uh it's all it's all come full circle <laughs> but it's um no i think um i think it's a good thing that we can uh well we can waffle on about toys and sort of relive our youth and 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 just because it, it, it brings back many happy memories doesn't it from those it does it's nostalgic something and you think crikey i remember yeah that was the thing you you know you, you know it, it was it's nostalgic you really wanted that for christmas and you got it and um so my cousins were into it and my friends up the road were into it and uh you know it was all you sort of you know you make up these scenarios you I don't say you have actually out the apple tree or here and there and my dad was sort of you know he's again he'd, he'd make stuff up and my dad used to after he left uh, uh, borrowing stuff from the um, department store, he, uh, <laughs> uh, he actually set up his own second-hand shop. And, mm. uh, yeah, we'd get lots of stuff through there. You know, people come in and steal stuff. And I, I, it did, in fact, with the Star Wars thing you were talking about, um, I was, say, 10 when it came out, Star Wars film. I went with the um, uh, Italian neighbours over the back. The, they took me to see uh, the premiere up 
uptown um and it was good it was a funny story made me laugh about it there was a review uh was princess margaret who yeah. was uh ushered along to see the premiere of it and uh they asked her what she thought of it and she thought it was a, a space version of the wizard of oz because you got <laughs> the tin the tin man c-3po yeah <laughs> you got the lioness chewbacca yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got dorothy's layer right yeah, you got yeah the wicked yeah. wishes old darth vader but yeah. in space so I did laugh yeah. at that, you know. Yeah, she's not far off, to be honest. I think that's... She, that's it, was, it was her, not me. And uh, Very good review, actually. <laughs> my dad had this... So I've gone down my dad's shop one day, see how things are going, and, and he'd have all sorts of stuff in there. i say... Um, and he had this pet lunchbox. He said, ah, I've got a lot of toys out there. And I went out there, and it was all the... What they call the last 17. Mm. Which, for what you don't know, is... They, when they made these Star Wars figures, they obviously they sold really, really well. You had the the first film, the second film, the third film, and then it all went quiet because they weren't making any more films. And they thought, oh, we're running out of uh, people to include. So what they did was they started making people that weren't main characters. So it mm. might be somewhere like that that alien pub bar. They go the ca- cantina, cantina, can- yeah. cantina bar. They'd have an odd bloke in the background or a monster over here or a mm. droid or something like that. And it's the last 17 yeah. that are worth the most money because oh, they okay. weren't part of the three main films. The last yeah. 17 were the odd ones. Mm. Uh, so some could go for like 50 quid, 25 quid. Other ones yeah. could go 200, 300 quid. Right. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to dig through mine and see if I've got any of those last 17. Um, and my dad have... said, no, no, he's not got any. And I said, we'll have them. We'll have them. He said, what? He said, no, but I've only sold about three or four. He said, 50p a go. And I'll tell you what, we nearly had them all apart from the last. Yeah. I bet they were the ones that went for three or 50p a go that were the, the big money ones. Yeah, well, again, there, that's an example of, of, of people who are in the know, especially now with the internet. You've obviously got all these groups and forums and things of fellow aficionados who go into massive detail about things. And you, you could have to the untrained eye too, let's say Luke Skywalker figures from, from the first film. And one will just be a common or garden Luke that's that's nothing special, was, was made in the thousands, if not millions. And the other one might have, because his hair's painted a slightly different, different colour or, or something. Or yeah, his colour white, yeah color or there's a slight mistake in the printing will be worth thousands potentially yeah i mean there's the famous one they always talk about isn't it the boba fett figure when he first came out i think he had a he had an actual firing little plastic missile in his backpack you know spring loaded right uh, and i think someone said oh i don't know if they basically it was too dangerous because some child could choke on it so only a very few of those were actually ever produced. Oh, prototypes or something. Firing, yeah. The firing missile, and they do exist. Uh, and then the actual ones that went went into main production are all got the, the missile glued in and yeah, solid. Fired. Yeah. Uh, so the ones that are out there with the firing missile, okay, yes, thousands and thousands of, of pounds if, if if you want to get one. Um, and obviously there are people who are willing <laughs> willing to pay that money for for just a little plastic little plastic three and three quarter action figure um, i do but, wonder if these people are married though they maybe they were but then not for long you know <laughs> i don't know how uh, missus have put up with all that i mean it's bad enough living with me it, it's, of, uh, you know I, I think i've got a fair bit of, of tat and, and uh, sorry i mean collectibles uh, <laughs> but um yeah some of these guys and they just like literally got tons and tons of stuff where you sort of feel a bit sorry for their work so their family once they they pop their clogs what they're going to do with all that stuff well if it's a good collection obviously they can sell it for 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 much money you're and, on the uh, antiques road show going my father collected this tat for years yeah. well that's that's always the worry isn't it you know oh yes this will be worth money one day and then you know they do go to sell it and they're like oh no actually you know the problem is because there's loads of other blokes like you who've also kept the stuff mint in box actually it's not so special anymore because that's the thing is that getting things mint in box the original box of course for older toys is incredibly rare because who as a kid you know rip open the, the packaging at christmas eve on your birthday who thought to keep the box so to actually find an original action man something from 1968 in its original packaging is, is reasonably rare whereas modern more modern action figures and things are being bought by parents uh, or by adults and kept in their boxes as collectibles but yeah, what, what's your thoughts well, on that? Well, well, I yeah, the, I think the difference is being we live me, me and my mum. Well, my my family we lived in a house, so therefore mm. we had a loft. 
So we'd probably throw the box up there or take the tank out. Or, or a few things did have boxes. Most things, like you say, didn't. Why would you want to keep a load of cardboard up a lot? Fire hazard, my old man yeah. would probably say. Yeah. But where I live in the flat now, mm. you, you, you can't, you, you know, if you've got something that was good, you you, you, you know, you, you, you can't. And I think that's the thing. Kids in, I think maybe a working class thing, you, you just, your mum would go, you're too old for that, throw it all out, give it to your cousins, give it yeah. to the boy down the road, and it'd all be gone because you only had a, you've got no loft. You just got, no. if you had a house or you could keep it somewhere or mm. you got lost in grandma's attic, then it would be found years later. Yeah. I'll tell you a quick story. Trying to keep a bit fitter, I, just, I started taking up walking, right? So I bought some mm. fashionable trainers that I don't like. And I was going for a walk, so I went, you know, three miles this way, four miles that way, three miles. Got a bit bored with it. Went, went walking. I've gone, I've gone down uh, Campbellwell. I've gone past the uh, the market, and there's a there's a charity shop that's shut. And in the window, they've got uh, like an Action Man tank, uh, mm. a Jeep, Jeep not uh, made by Cherrily, a different company that made that scale stuff for Action Man. Oh yeah, Cherrily yeah. tank, Cherrily. Um, like a Land Rover with a with a trailer, and they had this plastic tractor, right? Mm. And I thought, is that an Action Man tractor? I've never seen a tractor. Anyway, I took some photos of it for a bit of a laugh, and I put them on this Action Man group I'm on. I nearly broke the internet. People were going, where's that shop? Where's that shop? What town's yeah. it in? People all over the country. And mm. I'm thinking, so I'm thinking, no, there might be something in this, right? Then someone said, oh, the last one I saw of those was like nine years ago at some... Mm. Action Man Day. So I've Googled it. There's nothing on the internet. There's about two pictures and and they're not complete. So I, I thought, oh, this thing looked quite good. It was 25 quid. So yeah. oh, my way, I'm down the charity shop in the morning, nine o'clock. Here I yeah. am. I'm having this. Don't happen <laughs> yeah. to half past nine today. So I'm mm. first in the queue. I'm, I'm, I'm going, <laughs> I bought it. I took yeah. it home. It looked like a crock of, a big lump of plastic with some wheels. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, if I was seven, eight, nine and it was Christmas and my birthday. And I went, yeah, look what we've got you. We've got your tractor. I would be deeply disappointed. I you know. cannot storm the German uh, the German <laughs> castle or, you know, or break people out in a tractor. Anyway. Action farmer. Yeah. Action farmer. Anyway, anyway, so I cleaned this thing up. The stickers were a bit rubbish. Took them all off. Cleaned it all up. Put the stickers back on. Yeah, a bit rusty underneath and a bit of metal parts. Cleaned it all up. Looked all good. Shined it up. Took some photos of it. Put it on eBay. Cost me 25 quid. How much? Well, it's either one of those where you say you, you sold it for 24. Oh, I'll stop you there. I'll stop you there. 100, 100, 100, 175 quid. I was going to I was gonna say it probably was, yeah, a fair, 175 quid. Wow. Well, that was a good investment. That's yeah. MOT, it was, full full tank. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so it was something I'd never, I think it was a short range thing, but yeah. there's no photos on the internet apart from the ones I've taken now and I've given out to them because people were, I don't know, they'll say, that's the thing. I'm not really a collector. Yeah. I, I collected it because I liked it. It was fun. I'm making a modern twist on them mm. for a bit of a geek, a bit of a gimmick and a bit of a laugh. But, yeah, for people that just, I, I think, really, you know, they have a spare bedroom and they just put soulless, like the toy collector out of Toy Story, soulless yes. things in cabinets that need dusting that were thousands. They're I kids interested in it. They're ex-wives. Yeah. I, I need the track because, I mean, you, you and I would look at that track and you go, that's not cool. I wouldn't have wanted it as a kid. I don't want it yeah. there. But there will be someone who, oh no, I need to have every single one of these things. No, I've, had, I've had people messaging me, can you give me the measurements? How wide is it between the wheels? Uh, what's the type? Well, I've did it all for them because I yeah. think, well, if I'm helping somebody out, I'll help somebody out if that's what you're into. Um, but all over the world, from New Zealand to Australia to everywhere, people going, oh, and you know, it's, I don't know, it's just a bit of a weird thing, but <laughs> makes them happy, doesn't it? Yeah, spread the love yeah. no i mean it's 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 harmless i think on the whole and it's it's like any hobby be it i often say to, if you collect teacups or model railways or whatever it is you're into there there's there's going to be really passionate people about it the but, purists but, uh, yeah but um but i think you and i have got more of a i should we say relaxed more playful attitude to it rather than being too, too bothered about everything being original and this and that having every single little little bit of it i mean at the end of the day they're toys and they're there to be played with and i mean essentially you still play with yours when you when you make your your scenes play with, with, with them? The, play I mean, with them? Uh, sorry 
<laughs> customize. Uh, uh, I'm into photo- I'm into photography. I'm into nostalgia. I'm into old yeah. stuff. I'm into vintage stuff. So I just I get these things and I muck about. I take some photos of them yeah. and then you know you just yes it you you pass them on or whatever. But some people say I get these broken ones. I buy them broken and oh, the faces of them and I clean them all up and I get them good. And the guy. Um, Mick Cox, he does the hair, he, he reflocks them and changes the, the hair, makes them look good again, put wacky moustaches on them. But purists don't like it. Oh, no, 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 that's not how it would have been. Well, yeah. I don't care, mate. You know, it was a broken load of old toys. It's a bit of, yeah. you know, and it, I think you shot with the air gun. I've, I've remade it, it stands up. I can, I can yeah. have a laugh of it. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what you're doing, it's a perfect combination of obviously nostalgia, old comedy as well. Memory, comedy. But, you know, have but then doing comedy doing it with style i mean you know fashion mod subcultures uh the whole scooter thing uh and just having fun with it being being creative and, and doing the photography thing i know you do videos as well because you've got a youtube channel so um but i mean we could we could we could talk about this this all night so i think maybe this is a good good place to, to wrap things up but if people want to find your my, stuff my, my glass on... eye was going to sleep so yeah <laughs> if, uh, if if people want to find your stuff on on the internet you've got um what i oh, you've got the facebook mod group or oh, action man it's called the action man the, the, the facebook it just started out just because i was just taking some funny photos yeah. it's called it's on facebook it's the action man mod squad yeah. and you just send a request you could join on it and it's just uh action man in Sibby street he might be on a scooter he might be as uh you know a bank robber he might be as a movie star or whatever and other people join on and make silly things up but or, it's not serious or, just a bit of a laugh or uncle albert from only fools and horses and uncle albert from our fools and horses again there's people who've done versions of the professionals the old television series there's there's all manner of incredibly creative people who, who, who post stuff including yourself uh you've got your own instagram as well with it you've got two instagram accounts well but my, my, my one's just uh danny boy south london which i which is really my son because yeah. uh yeah which is my, my young son and we, we are just around town and Brilliant over photos. to prague or wherever and then again the actual man mod squad just a few of the pictures that we do on the facebook one but yeah. The thing with the Facebook one is people can add their stuff on it. On yes. your Instagram, people can't add a picture of something they've made for a laugh. No. You know, it's just, it's just a bit of a laugh. Yeah, no, it's it's I, mean, I I love it. It's just it's just so so much good fun. Um and you've got a you've got a YouTube channel as well, don't you? Where you do like um videos as well with, with the action men and stuff. What's that one? Yeah, I'll post I'm, uh, they're, they're, again I link to link them on my uh, on that action man mod squad because yeah. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, as I said, I mean I've I think we'll have to catch up soon in person again and, and have a few uh, coffees uh, and, and we'll talk about all things, uh, you know, style related and action man related and everything else. Cause, cause that's, uh, we, we obviously both share, share that passion. Always a pleasure, so, sir. Always a pleasure. So, and we've got a, a, an eclectic uh, bunch of mates as well that we seem to find we, when we're out and about, don't we? We certainly, we certainly have. That was a good, very, very good uh, day we had uh, a couple of months ago. That that really was. But um, on that until note, I broke my collarbone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the danger of having too much fun. Sometimes, uh, you know, someone put banana skin on the stair. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fun. sure that's what. I'm sure that's what it was. Anyway, cheers, Gary. Thank you very much. And uh, and I'm you, sir. Okay. See you. Bye. Good day to you. Cheers, mate.